Welcome back. I'm excited to be here. I hope you're excited to be here. The topic today is going to be awesome. We are going to break myths and take names and like just clear stuff up. One of the most common things I see is people come to me and they tell me I'm doing intermittent fasting or I'm doing keto or I'm doing carb cycling or all these different things. And then when they break down what they're actually doing, I'm like, oh, that's not correct. You're not even doing it correct. So today I'm going to talk about intermittent fasting. I'm going to explain exactly what it is, how it actually works, um, some things that people think are okay that actually aren't. So like very clear cut lines for a majority of the stuff. There is a little bit of gray area with intermittent fasting, which I will get into, but Pretty much I just want to lay it all out, how it's beneficial, and some of the mistakes that I do see people make commonly when they are intermittent fasting, like some that I'm like, oh yeah, those do not go hand in hand, but people think they do. So get out your piece of paper, take your notes. If you have plateaued in your journey, if you're wanting to do something different, but you're not wanting an intense diet plan or you know, even tracking macros, intermittent fasting might be the answer for you because it's a shift in the way that we eat, but we're not necessarily tracking or eating different things. It's just in a different time period. So let's get started. This episode's sponsor is HydroJug. I know I've mentioned them before. I honestly live and die by them. If you follow me on social media, you see them in my stories. You see them in the background of my stories. I think they're awesome. They're dishwasher safe. It's a half a gallon of water. They don't shatter because you know we're dropping it all over the place and my kids are drinking out of it and dropping it. It has a nice sleeve that goes over it that keeps it nice and cold. The lid you can screw off and add water or fruit or whatever you want and you can even get a straw to come with it. For me, I love it because it has a strap on this case that you can carry it with. So like I'm hands-free. Like I can go to the store, I can go to the pool, I can go to the park and I can easily carry water and not have to like chug around something in my hands because my hands are busy trying to control my little people. So I love the bottle. I think it's a game changer for anyone who's trying to increase their water intake. I highly suggest it. If you go to their site and you use the code SIMPLE10, Again, it's S-I-M-P-L-E-10. You will get 10% off. I will also add a link in the show notes, and they are just awesome. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So intermittent fasting is the umbrella term for basically any variation of a diet that cycles between a period of fasting and a period of non-fasting. So typically I'm going to respond to this and I'm going to call this fasting and feeding. So there's a fasting window and a feeding window, a window that you eat within. Intermittent fasting can be used in a variety of ways and it has been around for a really long time and it can really help with fat loss. So people have enjoyed this process. 
even though it's been around for a long time, it actually became very publicized and I should say popular with a couple of books that came out in 2012. So it's not been that long since it's been really popular, but I feel like since then it's helped people be aware of it. And along with those books, one of the most popular ones was The Obesity Code. So that book was written with a lot of research base and it kind of explained how intermittent fasting was helpful. The idea of intermittent fasting is basically to not eat within a certain window, which allows your insulin levels to go down far enough that for a short period of time, your body starts to burn fat. Basically, when you are fasting, your insulin drops. So there's no food going in your system. And if there is no food for your metabolism to slowly churn and use, then it is more likely to burn fat stores. So that's kind of the purpose behind intermittent fasting. There are also a couple ways to do intermittent fasting. So the most common method is a 16-hour fasting window and an 8-hour feed window. So when you see this written or anyone saying, talking about it, they're going to call it a 16-8 method. So the fasting window goes first and then the feed window goes second. And this is the most common. It involves basically skipping breakfast or, you know, eating within a shorter window. Typically, I would say people will do like, you know, 11 to 7 or maybe 10 to 6 or 12 to 8. Whatever it is, you kind of pick your window. You're eating within that 8-hour window and then you are fasting the rest of the day. Now, your fasting and feeding window can vary, and research has shown that that 16-8-hour window is like the least effective that you can do. So like typically you don't want to have people trying to fast for like 10 hours or like less because that's not effective. So you want to start with that 16, eight hour window to like get you in, but you can also do more than that. I have seen people where they fast for, you know, 18 hours or 20 hours. So they're only eating in like a six hour window or a four hour window. And for some people that does work, especially based on their job. Like I have seen nurses who like doing that because they're like, I'm working all night. I'm super busy. So I just fast longer and then I eat when I'm off my shift and then I sleep. So that's easier for some people. So the window can vary, but for sure, the most popular one is definitely the 16 hour fast and the eight hour feeding. There's also one more method that I will give But if I am being completely honest, I personally don't suggest. It's the eat-stop-eat method, and that involves fasting for 24 hours, once or twice a week, and then, you know, having normal meals the other day. The reason I personally don't like that style is because I feel like there's too much restriction there if you're not eating all day, and I feel like that can backfire. But I do have to say that is a method that some people use. It's just not one that I as a fitness coach, stand behind. And that's just my honest opinion because of the mental implications that it can cause from people like just trying to fast, you know, for 24 hours off and on a couple times a week. But that's my personal opinion. So 16-hour, 8-hour method is a great one to start with. So what happens is during your fasting window, you are not eating anything with caloric value. So the reason why is because Anything with calories triggers the insulin response. So that means no food, you're only doing water, you can do black coffee, or you can do like black tea, but that's it. Sometimes people will say, well, I'll have a protein shake in that window. Nope, that's breaking the fast. While protein after your workout is effective, this is a different method for trying to get fat loss than like other methods. So you have to realize like, it's kind of like peeling a mango. Sometimes there's different ways to peel a mango and intermittent fasting is one road to help you with fat loss, though there's other roads that work. 
a lot of times in the fitness industry, I feel like that's what confuses people is you'll hear people talking about this or that or this. And they're like, but that thought process doesn't go along with this little piece that I learned elsewhere. And so while I'm saying you can't have a shake, a protein shake in your fast window, and I have said before that that helps, you know, maintain muscle, you have to understand this is a different roadmap. So just be aware of that because that is having calories in your fasted window. So there's no food in your window. You definitely want to be pounding water. You always want to be pounding water. Water is your friend at all times, all places, all things, (laughs) all the time. Water is good for you. So definitely do the water. And you can do like black tea, like I said, but that's something that you could just be aware of. So when you break your fast, that means that the insulin rises and then your body stops using fat stores for energy. So during that 16-hour window, no food, and your body is hopefully, your insulin's brought so low that it is using fat stores. Once you go to eat, it obviously raises your insulin and then you can fuel your body for its needs and kind of take care of your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, which helps keep your metabolism chugging along. So it's important to kind of eat in that window. And the biggest mistake I see with people in intermittent fasting is they coincide intermittent fasting and a low calorie diet, which I'm going to get into now. So here's the deal. Intermittent fasting means you are eating all of your food in a smaller window. It does not mean you are eating as little as possible in a smaller window. That is not effective. You still need to fuel your body. It still needs certain things to function well. It still needs certain things to help keeping that metabolism chugging along. So often, Clients will come to me or people will come to me and we're talking about intermittent fasting and I'll see their food journal and I'm like, you're only eating in an eight hour window and you're eating a thousand calories. That's why you're stuck. That's why you've plateaued because your poor metabolism is like dying. So while an eight hour window can help for a few reasons, you have to be aware it's not about eating less food. It's about eating in a smaller window. Now let's get into some of the benefits of intermittent fasting. So like, how does this work? I know I mentioned that the insulin drops and so that helps you to use fat stores, but let's talk about some of the other things because there is a few things and a ton of research that supports this. And as always, you guys know, I always link multiple research articles and resources for you in my show notes. So if you want to research more, please go to those and also always advocate for your own health and do some research on your own. But there are a lot of benefits for intermittent fasting. For sure, if you ever see it online, sometimes people will call it IF, like a capital I and a capital F. I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, if? What is if? (laughs) Apparently, I always miss a memo of things and I'm a trainer and I still get confused. So that's what they're referring to. If you ever see IF in capital letters anywhere, they're referring to intermittent fasting but it can bring a ton of changes for your body. Some people always eat their food in this window and they find it effective because it helps them break plateaus. So it's one thing, one benefit of it. It's a way of kind of preventing metabolic adaptation and changing things up without eating less food. So instead of like slashing your calories, instead you're just eating your calories in a different window, same amount of food. So that can kind of help break a plateau if someone's stuck. I talk also about how to break a plateau in my second episode, and I do mention intermittent fasting in there because it can be very effective for that in a way that it allows you to not eat less, but eat in a different window. It also can be really effective for people who don't want a set diet plan. They maybe don't even want to track their macros. They don't want to be overly aware, but they're like, I want to do something. I don't know where to start. Intermittent fasting might be a great fit for you because it's not as 
much as important of what you eat in the window, but that you eat within the feeding window. So maybe for someone who's a beginner, that might be a good way to get, you know, some things moving along and some hormones moving along in your benefit without massively having to change your diet. And here are some hormones and some things that can improve when you are intermittent fasting. So the first one is the human growth hormone. This is HGH, that's, you know, the short version of it, and it is most active while we sleep and while we fast. So when you're sleeping and when you're fasting, it's basically skyrocketing. It is a hormone that is a huge factor in helping you with fat loss and with gaining muscle. So it basically increases when we're fasting, which is a good thing because that's helping us lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. So that is a great key to intermittent fasting. The other reason why intermittent fasting is helpful is, as we mentioned before, insulin. Insulin is sensitive to fasting, and it basically improves, and the levels of insulin drop dramatically with lower insulin levels when the body is burning fat stores. So because there's no food in the system, because it's not working on the food that's going into our mouth, insulin drops, and it becomes more accessible to have fat stores to be burned and low levels of insulin. You need that to burn your fat stores. So your insulin drastically lowers. And so it makes your body able to burn your fat stores, which is a huge positive for intermittent fasting. Another huge bonus to intermittent fasting is your cellular repair. So when you fast, it also initiates the cellular repair process. So this includes like cells that are digesting, removing old cells, and removing also dysfunctional proteins that build up within your cells. So when you're fasting, this whole cellular repair is increased, which is a great thing because it's basically keeping our bodies fully functional, getting rid of the old junk, and making sure the new stuff is working properly, which is a great thing. It also increases our norepinephrine. Now, that is a giant word with lots of letters that I had to practice saying like three times because I was like, this is huge. This is a hormone that is sent to your fat cells that helps break down fat into free fatty acids that can be burned for energy. So that is legit because that's increased. So it's breaking down our fat cells and then we're able to use them for energy more often. And that is increased when we are intermittent fasting, which is awesome. So it definitely has a lot of benefits and there is tons of scientific research supporting those benefits. And it isn't like a set diet where you have to eat certain things. It's just saying eat in this window. A common question that sometimes people have, and I have seen, is they say, well, what is really the difference between just eating just a little bit of food during the day or like fasting? Because I'm basically eating very, very little all day, but you know, you're saying that this is not the same thing. So I definitely want to dive into this subject a little bit more because just eating little bits of food throughout the day is not beneficial and that actually backfires as I've talked about in other episodes. So I want to make sure that it is clear that this is not the same thing. You do not get the hormonal benefits when you are just cutting calories and eating little, little, little all day long. It's actually the fasting that makes it beneficial. So imagine just a low calorie diet, just slashing calories as a faucet, as a dripping faucet, just like a little drop of water every so often. It's like a steady small stream of nutrients, but it actually is going to the metabolism, but it's slowing the metabolism down because it's just dropping tiny piece by tiny pieces of food. So this eventually, if you turn the faucet all the way off, it would make your body go into your fat stores 
and break down the fat stores. And then you could turn the faucet all the way on and make the faucet effective by eating food in your window to recover from the fast. So dripping faucet, no bueno. Turn it off, get the benefits of the hormones and the, you know, breaking down of the fat stores, turn it on, recover, fuel your metabolism, keep it nice and strong. So it is definitely not the same thing. When you are fasting, your insulin drops. It helps prevent insulin resistance. Your adrenaline rises. You keep your metabolism high. Your human growth hormone rises, and it's easier to maintain lean mass. So it is totally different. You can't just slash calories and eat teeny, teeny bit all day and say, oh, well, this is going to help me because you don't get the benefits of just turning the faucet off and turning the faucet on with intermittent fasting and then a feeding window. Now, there is definitely some gray area with intermittent fasting, and you can do your own research on this. Um, I have done my research on it, and depending on what trainer you talk to, a lot of people have different opinions, but something that I think that I should address is a BCAA while intermittent fasting. So if you go back to my supplement episode, I talk about a branch chain amino acid. And it is an amino acid. There's three of them that our bodies use that are really, really helpful for our fitness routines and for losing fat and building muscle. So a lot of people say, can you have a BCAA when you're intermittent fasting? This review is mixed. A lot of times in fitness, we like things to be black or white, but there is gray area and there is research showing both. And so you may have to make this decision for yourself. I personally feel like a BCAA when you're intermittent fasting can be very effective, but you have to be aware of the brand of your BCAA and label. So as we know, breaking the fast is having food. In a BCAA, because a BCAA is very bitter by nature, there will be companies that add a lot of sugar into the BCAA. So I would look for one that has as minimal sugar as possible, two, three, four grams max. I've seen BCAAs with like 15 grams of sugar. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could eat a piece of bread for that. So be aware that like if you're intermittent fasting and you want to have a BCAA, that you need to have have one that is as minimal, minimal, minimal calories as possible because we know that that is what's breaking the fast. Now, some people will say, no, you shouldn't have anything, but others will say, no, the benefits of a branched-chain amino acid outweigh the chances of possibly breaking the fast as long as you are having a high-quality BCA with very little sugar added. So the unique thing about a BCAA and why I think that it still works with intermittent fasting is because compared to other amino acids, a BCAA is actually metabolized directly in the muscle instead of in the liver like other amino acids are. Also, a BCA does not give a ton of amino acids at once, so it doesn't really add up in calories. Again, if you're aware of added sugars, it actually is very low calorie. It's not really the same thing, so it doesn't often break the fast. And furthermore, a BCA alone isn't really going to cause an insulin response as long as you have a low-sugar BCAA. A BCA also helps with muscle fatigue. It helps you work out harder and longer, and it helps you build muscle. It helps with muscle repair, and it helps, honestly, 
you're able to maintain more muscle when you are fasting with a BCAA. So you are going to have to make that decision on your own. But for me, when I've done intermittent fasting, when I've had clients on intermittent fasting with friends and other trainers and coworkers and networking with people, I have found that you can still have all the benefits of intermittent fasting and see success with it and have a BCAA. And it normally is not a problem. So that's kind of a gray area that I land on the yes, I think it's fine side. But Again, as you guys know, I always say advocate for your own health. I'm just on that end of the spectrum for that question. All right. So after all of this information about intermittent fasting, what we've learned is that there is honestly plenty of good scientific evidence suggesting that fasting is awesome. It works. It can be really effective. And when combined with a healthy diet and a lifestyle, it can be a really great approach to like seeing some changes in our body composition and losing fat and building muscle can be really great. I look at intermittent fasting a little bit different than other people, though. I look at it as a tool, a tool in my tool belt for when I'm working with clients. So as I mentioned, one of the biggest mistakes that people make with intermittent fasting is they try to couple it with an extremely low calorie diet, and then they aren't eating enough food, and they're trying to eat as little as possible, and that's not the point. The point is to turn the faucet on and to turn the faucet fully off, okay? I didn't say dripping, dripping's not effective, so they're just eating too little. This creates binging and cravings and all sorts of issues as I discuss in my when a calorie deficit backfires. And so I still want there to be a solid food intake during your feed window if you are intermittent fasting. Something else to be aware of is, is it a fit for you? So when I'm working with clients, sometimes I have a client who is you know, a nurse and she's working all night long and she's like, yes, I actually really like this because I'm so busy. It works for me. I have other people who say I don't have the stamina when I'm fasting. And so it's not a fit for them. It's not going to be a fit for everyone. And that is okay. That is so normal. I will have clients, sometimes I will put them on intermittent fasting and they'll write me back and say, this just isn't a fit for me or it's making me obsessive or this or that. And I'm like, great, let's stop doing it. You have to kind of recognize what works for me and what doesn't. And not everything works for everybody. So just being aware of that and thinking about your own situation and if that would be a fit. I know a lot of times for moms, they can enjoy it because they're like, I'm so busy running around and running errands, I forget to eat. And then I end up under eating and on this low calorie diet. But when I do intermittent fasting, I know like I just need to make sure I eat within this window, the six hour window, this eight hour window. And I'm good to go. And the rest of the day, I don't have to think about it. I just make sure to drink water. So there definitely can be pros and cons of that. Also, when you're learning to do it, I do suggest to start, as I said, the normal method is typically 16 to 8 hours. But if you're trying to ease into intermittent fasting, I do suggest just trying it out and starting with a 14-hour fast and a 10-hour feeding window and then move it to, you know, a 15-hour and 9, and then you can get to the 16-8 method. It is not really intermittent fasting if you are just, like, not eating for 10 hours and eating for 10 hours. That's just called, like, living a life. So... That's kind of the cusp, that 16-8 of when 
Science has basically said this is when intermittent fasting starts. But as you're easing into it, you can start at a lower number for, you know, week one and then add an hour and then two hours because it can be difficult for people. Something else to think about is intermittent fasting is definitely not for everybody and it is not good for everyone. Aside from our in particular situations like this is a fit for my life, this isn't a fit for my life, there are people that it is straight up not suggested for. If you have any type of eating disorder, disorderly eating, I do not recommend this for you and neither does researchers or doctors because this restriction of you know fasting can bring up old habits and surface things that you are trying to move away from and can be mentally unhealthy. Even if you don't have an eating disorder, if intermittent fasting makes you feel obsessive and mentally unstable, stop doing it. Anything that you are doing for your body, for fitness, if it is hurting your mind, what you are doing for your body is not effective. They've got to work together. Mind, body, spirit. You guys know I'm a big fan of that. I fully believe it's all connected. So if you are on a fitness routine, if you are intermittent fasting, if you're doing this or that, and mentally it's exhausting, it's making you overthink things, it's making you hard on yourself, stop doing what you're doing because if it's hurting your mind, eventually it's going to hurt your body. So you have to be aware of that. Also, people who have blood sugar regulation issues, if you have low blood pressure, if you are underweight, like if you already are very petite or you're trying to just build muscle, intermittent fasting really isn't a fit for you because it does focus a little bit more on fat loss than building. So if you are already underweight, if you're already very tiny, I wouldn't suggest it. If you are a female who's trying to conceive, they don't suggest it. Or a female who has a history of amenorrhea or you're pregnant or breastfeeding. The last group of people it's not suggested for are people who have advanced diabetes. So pre-diabetics, or if you're on the verge of that, it can be very helpful because it can help get your insulin levels in control. But if you have advanced diabetes or if you're on medications for diabetes, it can definitely be a little bit tricky for that. So you just want to be aware of those. Lastly, I kind of want to sum up this whole episode by explaining a concept that I see a lot when someone's trying to make changes or someone's trying to add something into their fitness journey. So oftentimes... A client will come to me or a friend or, you know, I'm just talking to whoever, you know, and fitness gets brought up. And I, I talk with my friends. I talk with strangers. People recognize me places and we talk all about these things. So I talk, I feel like I talk about fitness all the time. The only time I don't talk about fitness, I think, is when I'm talking to my children. <laughs> and then I'm like, put your shoes on. Okay. Anyway, so when I'm talking about this with people and clients come to me and people feel like they've plateaued or they feel like they're stuck or they just feel like they don't know what to do next. Often I will ask them about their history and they're like, well, my last coach or, you know, my last plan, they had me intermittent fasting, low calorie, macro counting. They're changing my macros weekly, this and that and this. And they're telling me like 15 things that they were doing all at once. And I'm like, hmm, that's not effective. <laughs> I say that because your body and macros and nutrition at the end of the day, it's a science experiment for you. What is working for you? And if you look at any scientific experiment, doing 27 different things at once is not effective. This is why in experiments they have a variable and a non-variable. They have things that are strict and in line and in place, and then they have one variable that's changing to see how that variable affects things. If you are doing a hundred different things with your fitness and changing weekly or monthly or, you know, doing seven things at once, I'm, like I said, I'm carb cycling, I'm low calorie, then I'm doing intermittent fasting this way, and then I'm changing my macros every two weeks. 
it's not effective. You have no idea what is working for you. So when I work with clients and I suggest you do it too, if they come to me and they're doing all these things, I say, we're stopping all of that all at once because we are literally in like a bumper car and we have no idea what's going on. We stop all of it. I take them off everything and we start with simply balancing our nutritional intake alone. So I look at if they have enough proteins, if they have enough carbs, if they have enough fats for their needs. You can look back at some of my other episodes about that, about balancing those out, but I pay attention to, is there balance? Is there a lot of extremeness? Is there a macro missing? Are they not having enough protein? Maybe I need to up their protein. Are they insanely low carb and metabolic adaptation has set in? Then maybe I need to increase their carbs. I kind of just try to balance things out for them. We start on that road and then I have tools in my tool belt. As I mentioned before, intermittent fasting to me is a tool in my tool belt to help people. So if I'm working with a client and we've balanced their intake and then they're not seeing progress, I will pull out a tool and intermittent fasting is a tool. And I'll say, you know what? I don't want to change your macros yet because I think they're balanced. You're saying you're satisfied. You're not having cravings. You're not binging or anything. Let's just change your feeding window. So it creates less stress for you because I'm not just all of a sudden changing everything and trying to have you do 30 things at once. I'm just changing the feeding window. Same amount of food, smaller window. Then we can see if that works. Then you can add layers from there. You can do things slowly. But the biggest mistake I see is people do too much at once and then they don't know what's working. So I'm gonna encourage you not to do that with intermittent fasting. Don't just throw it in a shuffle with eight other things because you will have no idea if it's effective for you. I have had clients who tell me it helps with their gut health. It helps them with bloating. It helps them feel better throughout the day. I have had other clients who we add it later on because, again, remember, I don't add it initially with any client. I don't put anyone on it right away. It is a tool I use down the road for a plateau or if we're stuck or for a few different reasons, but I keep it for an additional object to be used. I've had clients where it's not a fit for them. You know, they don't feel good doing it and I pull them off it right away. So you do have to be aware of what works for you and you do want to make sure that you're not adding 27 things at a time so you have no idea what works for you. So being aware of that. I hope this episode was helpful. I think intermittent fasting is a great tool, but again, it's a tool. Metabolic adaptation can set in. You can't do it the rest of your life. I think you could do it for small periods of time, you know, spacing it out over time, three months, six months, but giving it a long enough time to see if it's even working. It is a great way to just see some changes and bump up those natural hormones we already have to help you with your goals. If this episode was helpful for you, I would love, 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 love if you would share it. It means a lot to me. I look for those on social media when you tag me and you share these episodes. It makes a big difference for me. It allows me to produce more and to get better and better at producing them as well. Also, if you would add a review, that actually also helps the podcast as well. And make sure you are subscribed wherever you are, wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe because that will give you an automatic download so you don't miss any episodes. I will talk to you guys next week. And as always, you are doing better than you think you are. We'll chat later. Bye.